Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Matt, we're back from a uh, kind of a long break on the Purple Stuff podcast. That's right. It's good to be back. It was also good to have a few weeks to just be a bum. Yeah, I think we need that. And yeah. especially with the holidays, it's just crazy. Lots of stuff has been going on. Too much stuff. But uh, I think one major thing has happened during our absence. That is true. And I think it's of a liquid persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. We have both tried Crystal Pepsi. We did, and we kind of, kind of uh, circumnavigated the whole stupid contest that they were doing, and uh, just went straight for the jugular and bought it. Wait a minute, just to just to stick with that for a minute, circumnavigated, huh? I, I don't, I, that I don't know. That just popped into my head. <laughs> no, I, I mean, if it's a real word, I'm gonna start using it all the fucking time. <laughs> You're going to circumnavigate your way to the flea market. Oh, my God. I can't wait to (laughs) circumnavigate every fucking thing. (laughs) But, no, yeah, you're right. We both bought Crystal Pepsi from eBay at an exorbitant price. Oh, that's a good word, too. Yes, we did. Now, when we got this into our hands, it was kind of like, well, you didn't want to just start drinking it because you were thinking, hey, I'm going to give one to Jay for Christmas, so I don't want to spoil it. you know. Yeah, but I, and I, as I, is typical for you, the second you want something, you just buy it. <laughs> like, sure, it's like December 15th and everyone's looking for Christmas ideas, but hey. <laughs> I already have my tracking code. Yeah. <laughs> so we got it in our hands. What was your first thought like when you opened it up and you checked out the bottle what do you think of the packaging well my first thought was 40 fucking dollars for this 40 dollars <laughs> like i made money like and- i'm not like living on ramen and peanut butter as it is <laughs> and it's not even a two liter it's, no. it's like one of those little stupid vending machine drinks i did think the label and the presentation of the bottle were top notch agreed it looks Sort of retro, but sort of futuristic, and I think that's perfectly fitting for Crystal Pepsi. It retains the new logo, which I'm not really a fan of, but yeah, it has that old vibe to it, which I thought was very cool. And then we have the more important aspect of it, of course. Yes. The flavor. Now, I know we've discussed this before. We have a different different outlook on this one. Right. We haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, so it's a good time to discuss. My stance on it was it tasted like Pepsi without the of course without the coloring but it it wasn't as like syrupy and it was a little bit more refined but i just felt like it did not taste exactly like the old crystal pepsi and i've already had a lot of people come out uh, and have like a backlash against what i was saying but I'm, I'm not like criticizing it it's fine it's just it doesn't taste exactly the way it used to right it, there was like a different kind of aftertaste to it and i always kind of describe it as Almost like an almondy aftertaste, you know. You, almost lo- like- you love describing it that way. Yeah, because like after you drink Dr Pepper, say you get sort of like a almondy flavor. That's the only way I could describe it, even though it's not as prominent as I'm making it out to be. Okay, well, I mean, my defense of this is that I would say pretty much every soda is probably a little different now than it was in the early '90s. Right. Things change. We learn what chemicals are going to give us like brain death. Yes. And they cut those out, and things got to just change a little bit. I thought it was pretty much on the mark. Did you say brain death? I was trying to think of a death. Yeah, I was trying to think of like a generic sickness that wouldn't be offensive, and brain death is what came to me. Oh, I I think you said death, as in like, oh, that was death. Oh, the shit was death. I'm not not denying that. Don't get me wrong. Okay, no, I know exactly what you mean, and you bring up a good point because I think you hit the nail on the head here because we always talk about old cereals, you know? Mm-hmm. As years go on, especially stuff like the monster cereals, the ingredients have changed and it, they just don't taste the same anymore as when no, we were kids. I mean, They're not it, covered in sugar and stuff. No, absolutely right. And the monster cereals are the ones that have apparently got hit the hardest. Because if you go on General Mills' site 
and look at the comments on any Monster Cereals entry, people are just tearing them apart. What have you done to this yeah. cereal? Yeah. It's like eating rocks, man! <laughs> yeah, most of the cereals nowadays don't taste the same, but same goes, like you said, for soda. And I'm sure that they were trying to be a little bit more healthy than you know back in the day. I think you did mention that you noticed a few different uh, ingredients. Yeah, uh, I don't necessarily know that it's a different ingredients, but the new one definitely had more ingredients. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a there's a few new hot chemicals on the market, and they're in there. <laughs> but to me, it tasted the way like I remembered it. It was uh, very much like regular Pepsi, which it almost is. surprised me because I thought I was making that up. It tastes like regular Pepsi with like I think didn't you say like a lemony sort of vibe? Sort of like to a it? lemony tonic water kind of aftertaste. And I think that's really accurate. Yeah, and it wasn't bad but i'll be honest and say it wasn't something i'm ever going to be like oh shit they have crystal pepsi all bets are off hold the iced tea order waiter <laughs> i'll have a bottle of that <laughs> but you know if we're gonna have some kind of 90s party everyone's got to come over in shitty shirts and whatnot i'll get a case <laughs> it's a 90s party let's wear our shitty shirts <laughs> well that's how i remember the 90s my baby blue hole shirt <laughs> The only thing is, like, it's a mind over matter thing as well, because when you're drinking it, you're looking at this beautifully clear liquid and you're like already in your mind thinking that this is a much more refreshing beverage than a regular uh, brown or black, right. you know? Yeah. It's a lot meatier than you think it's going to be. The only thing to compare it to when you look at it, you think you're going to be eating chicken soup and then you find out it's beef soup. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think it's been marketed that way. That's exactly how they marketed it. You're right. Yeah. So, all right, let's just wrap this up. If yeah. you were to give the revived Crystal Pepsi a letter grade, what would it be? Ooh. Yeah. No, no. And you can't say like, oh, yeah. you know, somewhere between B and F. <laughs> I want it specific. I'm going to, wait, you said a number grade or a letter grade? Letter grade. Oh, you, letter plus, grade. you can use a plus or a minus, but it's got to be a letter. Well, that I mean, you're you're casting a wide net here. There's 26 letters, right? No, a, it's A through F. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, I'm going to give it a C plus. C plus? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> I mean, I I love the reference, of course, but I, I sandwiched a reference and an actual uh, review right yeah. in there. Man, that's pretty low, mister. Well, no, you know what? They they built it up and they, they did this viral thing and everybody got excited. And like, oh. And then, of course, they pissed everybody off with a contest. Yep. Some convoluted contest about people like me who really wanted it back the original way. And then they pull this shit. And then they quietly uh, don't say anything about how it probably is a different recipe because it's 2016. You know, they're not going to use the same stuff they did in 1991. And they're sure as hell not using a Van Halen song to promote it. I right. know that. But, you know, it, it, I think one of the cardinal rules of advertising is not to list their negative qualities. <laughs> so I, I'll forgive them for not quite mentioning that. All right. What's your letter grade? Um, oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm trying not to be me because I always give things like way too high grades. Yeah. Because I'm just, I'm so positive. You are. Yeah. Uh, I'll go B plus. Okay. I don't think they did anything wrong, but if we're also judging the way it was rolled out and all that shit, I can't go higher than a B plus. Yeah. I mean, you got to take some points off for that. So, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's dumb because like they did a good thing. They sent out like 30 freaking thousand six packs for free. So you can't get mad at them for that but i don't understand why they did it now when it's not supposed to return for like until the summer i heard yeah it's not coming out till june so of course all the people are buying it off ebay and then that's less money for them yeah, well they... you got everyone's doing their twitter ejaculations now it's like already mm -hmm. dry on the crystal pepsi front so like now it's like the hype's all burnt out and they haven't even started bringing it back for real yet exactly when it hits shelves nobody's gonna care yeah, when it fails, somebody should make them listen to episode 18 of the Purple Stuff podcast. Yes!
got going on on episode 18? Tonight we're going to cover some of our favorite brand mascots. Yes. Uh, by this we of course mean mascots for like companies and stores and foods and whatnot. Nothing like, you know, no baseball mascots or things of that nature. Yeah, we're not getting into any sports, you know, not a surprise. No sports at all. Right. We want, like, basically things that would look right as a costume character at a toy store greet and meet. Things of of that sort. Or meet and greet. No, it's actually been changed to greet and meet. (laughs) Oh, it's official. 2016 is going to be an all different year. (laughs) It's opposite year. Yeah. Okay. So pop culture mascots, we have a whole host of them. We figured let's bring up some of the more interesting ones. Mm -hmm. Why don't you start, Matt? Oh, okay. (laughs) Here we go with my first pop culture mascot. Number one. Hey, you Toys R Us kids. There's a new story town. Your favorite stars will be there. Hurry up, come on down. Me, of course. That was Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey the Giraffe. Definitely a good pick. Now, I'm not talking about the version they use now, because that one looks like a page from like a Dollar Tree coloring book. It does. Uh, Yeah. I mean the one that we grew up with. Yeah. The one that was like usually a seven-foot costume character. That was the best. Yeah. He towered like a monster, but he spoke like your best friend. Yeah. He was much more interesting back then, and he had a whole history. Yeah, I mean, you felt something for him back then. Going to Toys R Us felt like you were going to pay a visit to Jeffrey. Now you see Jeffrey in the logo, you're like, you look stupid. <laughs> you, you actually get mad and you want to leave the store. Well, I don't know if, if in your research for Jeffrey the Giraffe, did you remember back in 02 and everything was becoming ultra realistic when he oh, actually God. was a giraffe? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I mean, I liked more... it. I liked him more that way than I like him now. But it's like, why mess with perfection yeah they had it both ways in the 80s because you had the costume version you also had that cartoon version Mm -hmm. and the cartoon version was so damn rankin bass yes it was like you could totally see there having been a jeffrey christmas special yeah which they would probably air right after the blair witch rankin bass special oh that's right i forgot about that one Uh, speaking of shit that's come up on previous podcasts, I think this did. Did we ever talk about Jeffrey Dollars? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The yeah, hottest shit the in the best. world. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we ever got into what they were. Instead of gift certificates, Toys R Us used to give you literal paper money with Jeffrey in the place mm-hmm. of a president. Yep. So, like, when you're a kid and you have that shitty little Velcro wallet, this was your money. This was what was in there. It was like getting real money. Yeah, it totally felt like that. And one thing for everyone to keep in mind is that uh, with the Jeffrey dollars, if you had a Jeffrey dollar, an action figure when we were kids, God, it sounds so old, were probably like four bucks. That's right. You know, maybe sometimes less if they were, you know. Sometimes they were less. Yeah, I used to buy Return of the Jedi figures for $3. So, I mean, you know, if you had a a Jeffrey dollar, that would be. You were a third of the way there. (laughs) Yeah. Did you read all about his history, though? He had this crazy history about how he had, like, a wife and kids, right, that showed up in the commercials, and they lived in a lighthouse in New England. Really? Yeah, Yeah. and they drove a double-decker bus that was fueled by potato chips. That part's a lie. No, that's that's for real. Really? (laughs) Yes. Because I I remember their car, but it's like this cute little convertible. Well, I mean, that's what they were saying in one of the commercials. That's what they had. And then I'm thinking, well, how would it work if it was fueled by potato chips? And then I realized it could have been two things. Just really greasy potato chips, like, and it created oil, or he had a Mr. Fusion. Oh, my God, a Mr. Fusion. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> God, I, 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 don't, I don't remember this potato chip thing. I don't either, but it, it's definitely real. It's a hundred. Wow. Yeah, because I was talking to Jeffrey, and he told me that. Oh, tell him <laughs> I said hi and that I miss him. <laughs> I miss him too. All right, what do you got? Okay, everyone knows Ronald McDonald, but do you remember my next pick? I think I know where you're going. <laughs> Number two. Look, it's the Magic Burger King. Where? Real Magic Burger King? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. The Magic Burger King! 
live and in color. He's the marvelous magical burger king. He can do most anything. Now watch me, kids, when I twist my rings like magic. We're at Burger King. The Burger King is my choice here because in the late 70s and early 80s, he was known as the marvelous magical Burger King. Yep. And he was like single-handedly the reason why I used to want to go to Burger King all the time because I didn't really care for Ronald too much. I know it's like crazy to say, but I loved uh, the Burger King because I had his doll. Yeah, the one that came with the magic tricks. Yeah, he had uh, he had like a foam disappearing hamburger and yeah. he had all kinds of tricks and stuff. I thought he was so cool. So the commercials are insane. If you watch the old commercials on YouTube, he's performing all these crazy tricks and he would make like food, you know, appear and burgers and whatnot but yeah you you said amazing tricks i think that's maybe overstating the case a little bit <laughs> like it's weird because he's the king and yeah. he just shows up out of nowhere to do these like two dollar magic tricks and like yeah. what's what's the connection yeah the he's the king of all burgers but you know it was uh the mascot for burger king for many many years until of course they retired him a little bit but then he came back and you know what i'm talking about he became the creepy burger creepy burger king yeah. who was uh just way more famous than the old one ever was exactly yeah because i mean you look at the old one he's like it's totally cheesy at this point and people will laugh at it but the creepy king is the best because he'd be popping up in bed next to you or showing up at your doorstep and i used to love those commercials because I mean, some people used to think he was actually creepy, you know, where they would actually be like scared of this guy. He totally was. I mean, he was presented (laughs) as creepy. They had him do a standoff with Darth Vader in one of them. I know. I love that. Like, I think for some people, it got to be overkill, but whatever. It was like for a minute there, it was pretty great. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I still enjoy those. He made his little comeback recently, too, which was cool. Oh, he's back now? He made a, a slight comeback in some of the commercials. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so back when the marvelous magical Burger King was out, he had his whole gang. It was sort of like a McDonald's land type oh, that's situation. Right. Yeah, he had Sir Shakes a lot and all these other guys like uh, as his gang, you know. And um, that was really cool until uh, the the BK Kids Club came around. And see, for me, I kind of get a lot of crap for it because I was never interested at all in the Burger King Kids Club. And well, I know I'll tell you, I know why you weren't interested in them because you're not a big Ninja Turtles guy. And they, they had like a major Turtles promotion back then. I mean, I, I liked the Turtles back then a lot. and uh, But I just wasn't a huge because there wasn't that one. You didn't like that nondescript blonde kid with the crazy glasses? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they, there was no real mascot. You like, didn't need, relate to him? Yeah, I needed the Burger King back to pull me in, you know? Yep. <laughs> well, at least but, they still had the crowns. That's exactly what I was about to say, is that the key to going to Burger King is getting a crown and being a, being a king while eating delicious hamburgers and french fries. That was the best. I mean, it's still fun today, and you like, appreciate the novelty of it, but man, think back to when you were like six, oh. and how you felt when you got one of those goddamn paper crowns. <laughs> if you like... Please get like get this thing tied for me so I can put it on my head right now. And then you sit there in the restaurant eating yep. fries so proudly. Yep. Like suddenly like your chest is all puffed out. And you... <laughs> the only thing better would have been if I was like surrounded by like 600 Whoppers. Yeah. Just like to feel like I, now I'm the king, you know. Uh, Cardboard crown and 600 Whoppers. Let's make it happen. Indeed. Where are we going next, Matt? I don't know if you and I have ever discussed this particular character before, so I'm really curious to see what you think. Me too. I can't wait. All right, here he comes. Number three. <laughs> Hi, I'm Snuggle with big news. Now there's Snuggle fabric softener for the dryer. Snuggly softness that's really less expensive. I get your wash snuggly soft with that mm, special snuggle freshness. And look, clothes don't cling to each other. <laughs> so that, of course, was Snuggle Bear, mascot for the Snuggle brand fabric softener. Yeah. Yep. From what I could tell, his official name is just Snuggle. Yeah, Snuggle. So, I mean, I'll get to my thoughts here, but first I want to know, what's your reaction? Um, I, I don't know if I'd put him on my list only because... He's like cute and cuddly and real. He he. I don't know. He doesn't have an edge, you know. Oh man, no. He. I'll tell you. No, he does. He has a lot of edges. It's just that they're all soft edges. <laughs> soft and cuddly. Born in 1983, I think Snuggle was second only to Gizmo for me. Mm. I wanted one of him more than fucking anything else in the world. <laughs> like 
he's still part of the brand and he's still cute. But back in the eighties, those commercials were just such a brutal tease. You yeah. know, this like little living teddy bear flopping around warm blankets and talking to you like a Sesame Street character. And I I can't believe like you're not making a bigger deal out of him because I would have cut off an arm if it meant having one. <laughs> Instead, all I could really do is like ask mom to buy the fabric softener and then just try to like pick off the sticker. Have you ever done? I guess you've ever done that. Wait, pick off the sticker of what? The sticker off the fucking fabric oh, softener. Oh, off the, like an ad snuggle. <laughs> yeah, like Jesus Christ, get me. This is as close as I can get to this bear. Like I'm using a hairdryer to try to melt the glue. Oh, like I mean, in my dreams, I would just picture this marble notebook with with Snuggle on the cover, and that was going to be my diary. Dear See, Snuggle, it would have been one thing if you peeled off, you know, the the sticker, and then like saved like four or five of them, and then mailed it in to get a free Snuggle Bear. But that that wasn't the case, though, right? Well, I know they gave out free Snuggle Bears. Maybe that's how they did it. Oh God! Oh, I, he he didn't just appear in your dryer. No, unfortunately not. As as much as I would like to have thought that using the fabric softener would make this bear just appear in your laundry room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just didn't work out that way. Like I said, he's just a brutal tease. <laughs> well, you mentioned Sesame Street. And it's interesting because he was created by uh, this guy, Kermit Love, who was one of the creators of like Big Bird and some of the other Muppets. He's actually from New Jersey, this guy. And Created uh, Big Bird and some of the great Space Coaster characters, too. So he he's in good uh, hands, uh, Snuggle Bear. Yeah, and it's amazing for this guy that you just mentioned that he created Big Bird, and yet that wasn't even his biggest accomplishment. What is it? Snuggle. Oh, you think Snuggle's bigger than Big Bird? Well, uh, physically, no, but in, other, <laughs> in every other way, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You should know that the remaining picks of mine tonight are all Snuggle. <laughs> See, it would be great if they took a little bit of a turn, like if they had a Halloween commercial and Snuggle Bear becomes this sadistic killing machine. Oh, I don't know if he has it in him. And then they, he has to actually help clean the, all the towels that they use to soak up all the blood. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's, that's pretty dark. Cute, cuddly teddy bear chokes and murders children in their sleep. I can see it. That's a headline. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I redeemed myself. Yeah. All right. Who do you have next? <laughs> the next one is quintessential me. And let's see what it is. Oh, oh can, can I guess the sex of the next character? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Number four. A double Yes, we have the double mint twins, Matt. All right. So if you were a twin or are a twin, the chances that you've been in a double mint gum commercial are about like 92%. (laughs) Yeah, there were so many of them. They just hired all female twins for their commercials. Again, like every commercial had a different set of twins. Yeah. I went on Wikipedia to like research because you told me that you might include this one yeah and i'm like thinking i'll lie about some trivia i just gave up because all i saw there was like fifteen thousand twins like fuck (laughs) this gonna be a three hours trying to learn something about the twins not (laughs) worth it i'll just sound like an idiot but like the real grabber for me wasn't even like the the famous double mint twins like the two blonde girls it was the sagal twins who uh are pretty much known for their tv show double trouble and they were also in greece too and they did did a couple other things in their Older sister is uh, Peggy Bundy. Okay, wait a minute. The girls from Double Trouble, they were Double Mint twins? Yeah, they were in one of the commercials as Double Mint twins. Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I love any appearance of them when I was a kid. I flipped. I, I was in love with them when I was a kid. And uh, that's why I used to watch Grease 2 all the time because I just wanted to, like, I wanted to see any trace of them on TV. I, I was so in love with them. And then later in, like, 1995, uh, Brittany and Cynthia Daniel, tw- they were the twins from the Sweet Valley High TV show. They became a split second Doubleman twins in one of the commercials. So, but what I mean, what gets you is the commercials because they got insane jingles and they're whistling and they're subliminally trying to appeal to men who want to have 
uh, you know, like a three-way with two hot girls. It did come off that way sometimes, yes. Yeah, I mean, double fresh, double smooth, double delicious. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention the ones that were in Spaceballs. Yeah, Spaceballs. Yeah, Charlene and Marlene. Yeah, but they were actually Doubleman twins. Yes, you're right. Yeah, so I guess those would have to be my favorite. But you've named some other really good ones. I didn't know that these various sets of twins yeah. had, like, legit careers aside from gum commercials. <laughs> I just wish everybody goes in, like, just YouTube Doubleman Twins commercial. Because the 80s and 90s in particular had these incredibly catchy pop jingles. I mean, they're, like, songs that you would actually have on your iPod. That's how good they are. Right. What is up? Yeah, double your pleasure, double your fun. What does double mint mean? Double, it's double the mint. It's it's so minty that it's two times the mint. I don't know. Is that really what it means? Hell's yeah. Okay, because like I'm looking at it and like I never really thought about it before, but double mint's a pretty odd name. It is. It, well, double mint is a is actually a word. It always connotates twice the mint flavor in any food product. Really? It, it's in the dictionary. Okay. Well, I see. I guess that's why my, my spell check is not, like, fucking up with it. <laughs> I've made that up. I don't know if that's true at all. <laughs> oh, well, you're, you're on a making up word streak tonight. <laughs> Next mascot. Okay, here comes my next mascot, or should I say mascots? <laughs> or they're Italian mascotties. Mascotties. <laughs> Number five. Hope we're going to a New Year's Eve party. <clears throat> I'd prefer an office party. I want to go to a school Christmas party. McDonald's Chicken McNuggets 20-pack, the life of any holiday party. How do I look? Delicious. Golden brown is your color. Let's go to a sleigh ride party. It's a good time for the great taste. Parties, parties. Oh. That's all you 20 packs ever think of. Mm. McDonald's. Those were the chicken McNuggets for McDonald's. Yes. Now, for the record, I am not like Jay. I like every one of the McDonald's mascots. I love those guys. Limiting myself to just one of them was really difficult. First of all, I'm clearing my name. I love all the McDonald Land characters. Except Birdie and Ronald. I don't really care for them. Everybody else was top-notch in my book. Anyway. Really? Wait a minute. Even Birdie you don't like? I thought everyone eh, loved Birdie. Yeah, screw Birdie. Oh, fucking. I, no, I, but I, I, I would seriously, things... if I wasn't taken, I would date Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> or Fruza Balk in a Birdie costume. <laughs> Even, well, yeah, marry. I love the McDougie. No, 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 no. I want to stay with Birdie. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So, Birdie... No, the McNuggets, I love them. I love all of them. They're the best. Now, for those who don't remember the older McDonald's commercials, the McNuggets were represented as literal living chicken McNuggets. They looked the same as the ones you'd buy and eat, but had cute little eyes and mouths. Yeah, they were so much fun. And, of course, uh, for you know, for holidays, they would dress up as whatever theme the holiday was. Right, right. And the weird thing, though, is that like they were the only characters from mcdonald land that seem to have no issue with being eaten like <laughs> half of their commercials would have them swimming around barbecue sauce like it was a pool <laughs> and you'd have like ronald just like yeah guys jump on in like meanwhile it's like they're just completely oblivious to the fact that this fucking clown's about to eat them <laughs> i don't know though it's like you remember that little alien the kid got to take home at the end of flight of the navigator yes these to me were like the chicken fried versions of that alien <laughs> I can't say that um, I would liken them to it, but I I know what you're saying, yeah. The weirdest thing for me is that there's a McNuggets commercial where I think it was a commercial for like the 20-piece McNuggets back in the day. Yeah. And they were all in their little – everybody had their own little party uniform on. And it was a New Year's – I think it was a New Year's I think commercial. it was a New Year's one. I think you're right. But there was one in the back that had a lampshade on its head, right? So I'm like, what? Why is he wearing a lampshade on his head? So apparently then today I'm driving home from work and I hear a commercial that mentions a, a woman who's she's like, I had a lampshade on my head. I'm like, what is this? There's apparently a cliche about wearing a lampshade on your head when you're at a party or something. You've never heard this before? Never heard it in my life. Oh, are you kidding? No, I swear. I've never heard of this cliche 
I'm well into my 30s. I've never heard this. I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, why is this damn McNugget wearing a lampshade on his head? Yeah, I thought that was like common knowledge. It's, it's you know, you're the life of the party if you have the lampshade on your head. You're the drunk idiot who's like the center of attention. I wish, I think if I did know it, it must be my Alzheimer's kicking in already. Yeah. I don't remember that. But now you're making me think of like a McNugget getting drunk. And I'm thinking like <laughs> vodka infused McNuggets, man. Oh. <laughs> but we need McNuggets at our next party, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we, we have to serve the best beverage in the world, which is McDonald's sweet and sour sauce. Even over Crystal Pepsi, huh? Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who do you got next? My next one is... Number six. The Crimson Ghost. Now, that might not sound, uh, you know, immediately familiar to you or maybe some of the listeners, but you will know it when I say the Misfits logo. Yep. So when you look at the Misfits logo, it's on T-shirts. It's all over the place thanks to the Misfits. But back in the 40s and 50s, there was a serial from Republic Pictures, and it was called The Crimson Ghost, and that's where he comes from. He was basically a character who had a very macabre look, and he had the skull face uh, and, a, and a hood and a cloak. And he was the villain in this movie serial series, which was like uh, sort of like short 15 or 20 minute movies that you would go see in a movie theater before uh, an actual feature film. Right. And they'd have different chapters like every week or something. Exactly. Yeah. So like so you'd I, have to keep going to more movies to see the whole Crimson mm-hmm. Ghost story. Yeah. And this would last for like, you know, six weeks or you know, 15 weeks or however long it is. So uh, this guy in particular uh, the Misfits started using him on posters, and then it became synonymous with the Misfits and their album covers and everything. So, and even the I- Iron Maiden uh, in the video for Number of the Beast, they used uh, the Crimson Ghost. And you know, the Misfits made a ton of money off this face because he's so uh, iconic looking, and everybody kind of—he's very scary. He's—he's like, he's creepy in a way. Yeah, it's know? like the perfect Halloween skeleton. It's missing a couple of teeth, and it's mm-hmm. got like. It still has eyes, right? It's not just like black holes. Well, kind of is like it's like black holes because I mean, I I did um, I dress up as a crimson ghost for uh, the Halloween special, and uh, Miss Sexy Armpit did my makeup, and it is kind of like two black holes, sort of. But yeah, but you he know, has eyes within him. In the 2007 Halloween uh, remake, the Rob Zombie version, the little kid playing Tommy Doyle actually is wearing a crimson ghost costume as well that's a little uh tidbit yeah it's such a cool logo like i'm not a misfits guy mm-hmm. but i would totally like have a poster of this just because it looks so cool it does look cool yeah so what's next matt um what is next it's a good question okay here you go number seven <laughs> You're looking at a very unusual kind of egg from Cadbury. It's only around till Easter. The shell is pure, thick Cadbury's dairy milk chocolate. But inside sits a sweet, creamy yellow yolk surrounded by delicious white filling. Cream eggs from Cadbury. Well, they're the best thing to come along since the Easter Bunny. And when he's gone, they're gone. That was the Cadbury Bunny. <laughs> Oh, yes, the official mascot of Cadbury Cream Eggs. Uh, Pretty sure that they still run the old ad even now, but if you haven't seen them, it's just a regular white rabbit. It's like the same as one you'd buy at a pet store. Mm -hmm. But what sets him apart is that he clucks like a chicken. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, the commercial is... (laughs) The commercial is just 30 straight seconds of this adorable white rabbit clucking his ass off, and it's, like, absolutely hypnotizing. It is. You And you have this crazy thing for... Bunny rabbits. I do. I do have a special affinity for uh, bunny rabbits, but I think we all do to some degree. And Mm -hmm. like, if you think about it, Cadbury eggs and that rabbit, they were like the only reasons to get excited over Easter. Oh my God. I know. Once that commercial came on, you're like, oh boy, this is going to be great. And especially back in the 80s, because Cadbury cream eggs used to be so much better than they are now. They were bigger. The yolk Mm -hmm. was more sugary. Like, I honestly think back then they were my favorite candy. 
Well, I got to say, those commercials really opened my eyes to what was actually happening. And they made a chocolate egg, but they went to that next level and they made the inside realistic, which is... Yeah, it looked like a real yolk. Yeah, it looked like a real friggin' egg. Yeah, like I used to trick myself into believing that they actually used an egg yolk and they just (laughs) like sugarfied it somehow. But I feel like you don't get those authentic little cool things anymore I mean, it's a little kitschy by today's standards, but I love that. And I don't think you're going to find that anymore, you know? You're lucky if you get a a chocolate bunny and and it's hollow inside, you know? Right. And the new ones that are out still now are just a lot smaller and they're just not as detailed. Mm. God, I'm probably going to cut this part out. How interesting kind of conversation about the schematics of Cadbury eggs possibly be. (laughs) Well, I will say, though, in terms of bunnies... You know, I would probably have gone with the Playboy money. Big surprise there. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> All right, who's up next? Next on my agenda. Number eight. Who made this delicious tuna? Secretary of tuna. Huh? Ask any mermaid you happen to see What's the best tuna chicken of the sea The chicken of the sea mermaid <laughs> It's just like, you're so you I know, well, uh, cold tuna, hot mermaids, that's what I'm all about, you know She actually has a long history There's a mermaid on the cover of a lot of these little seafood cans And the fish, yep. t- tuna cans and whatnot She's not only, it's not only tuna you know, but it's like but it's, this, it's most most famously tuna. Yeah, and she's been around since 1952. Blonde mermaid, and uh, her name they actually named her. There was like fans that won a contest, and they named her Catalina. And uh, you know, if I can convince her to come over to my place, you know, we could just chill in the tub, <laughs> eating tuna, and then she she can confess to me all her pent up aggression over how she's overshadowed by Ariel and Madison from Splash. God, it sounds like there are a couple of euphemisms in there. But uh, you know, she's hot. I'll, I'll yeah. give you that. But I'm looking at her now and she looks like she's wearing one of B Arthur's Golden Girls dresses. <laughs> but like so you got to look What is that? You got to look at the new the newer version cuz they've updated her and like she's way more modern. Yeah. I did notice that she has a Twitter account. She's really, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, dead serious. I may have she, to tweet her. She, she makes jokes about tuna fish and shares really gross recipes. <laughs> she also has uh, more followers than either of us. So, of course, <laughs> this fictitious mermaid who fronts a fucking tuna fish brand, her words carry more weight than either of ours. I just love that she makes tuna jokes. There's not enough tuna jokes. Well, I'll be honest. The Most of the jokes are more of the salmon variety. But, you know, <laughs> I guess the, the same point would still apply. <laughs> Do you eat tuna fish, by the way? I, not, I mean, I, I like it, but I don't, like, actively eat it. Like, I would say maybe once every few months I'll have, like, a tuna sub. But that's right, about well, it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that when I'm around. No, I, don't, I would never do that. Yeah. Because you, you, I, you I despise it, huh? Oh, God. Well, I'm it's not, not so much it on its own. It's when it's, like, mixed with something. Like I'm mayonnaise. Not, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's a fucking horror show. I can't even be in the same room with that. It's like entrails for a bad zombie movie. I'm not surprised. You, I, I realize like you don't like anything white, you know, <laughs> any food yeah. that's, that's white. You don't like it. Well, white and gooey because there's too many white and gooey things I don't want to think about when I'm eating. Well, the Cadbury cream egg. That's actually, make, may- it's mayonnaise inside. No, no, it's not mayonnaise. And I'm making an exception because of the bunny. All right. What's next? Okay. Here we go with my last pick. Number nine. It's craft cheese and macaroni. It's a funny party on me. The sun is shining down below me. Look who's got a lovely Tony. It's cheese, so it's red. From the sand castle, surfers on the ocean, only to the cool macaroni, dancing to the ravioli. So my final pick is Cheezosaurus Rex, the former mascot for Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. <laughs> now, I know you don't give a shit about this this guy. Well, that's not true at all. Well, I mean, he's a little after our time, I'll admit. Yeah. I think he was mostly like a 2000s thing. Right. But it's still a giant fucking Tyrannosaur made of cheese. 
Yeah, cheese like, and dinosaurs. Yeah, how many times have you found me drunk on the floor crying about how there should be more dinosaurs made of cheese? <laughs> now, the thing about Cheezosaurus Rex is that Kraft really gave him the moon push. It was like Stone Cold in 97. Like, suddenly, every commercial had nothing to do with macaroni and everything to do with this dinosaur. Like, they'd start with a quick shot of the product and then immediately go on his face and just stay there saying Cheezosaurus Rex over and over and over again for 30 seconds. It was totally insane. It's like they put every fucking egg they had into this cheese dinosaur basket. One thing I found so interesting is that this is another one that was fan named. So the is that fan, true? Yeah, the fans named him Cheezosaurus Rex, and there was one article that was like complaining, like this is all you could come up with is Cheezosaurus Rex. Come on, fans, you know? It's Are you like, kidding? This is the one time when like uh, the, the public did something right. Yeah, I was like, this is the best name ever. Yeah, usually, you know, the whole monkeys in a room, blah, blah, blah saying goes. <laughs> I can't think of possible. Uh, there's no better name for that. Character. Yeah, no, no way. Though I will say that they probably took it to the level of overkill because it was on so much, that guy, mm -hmm. that I don't know. I feel like it started to turn people off. So I guess as it turns out, a giant dinosaur made of cheese was like a best served in moderation kind of dish. It's sort of like the same kind of vein as, like, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. He's like a giant thing made of a food substance. Right. I wonder if you could just easily, like, if he was to fight another dinosaur, like in a Jurassic Park-type situation, would he just get eaten because he's cheese-alicious? No, he wouldn't get, you know, he is cheese-alicious. You're right about that. But he wouldn't get... <laughs> He wouldn't get eaten because most of the big dinosaurs he'd be fighting were meat eaters exclusively. Oh, you're right. So he would have an out. It's like they'd bite into him and be like, fuck, I can't eat this. I have to keep spitting him out. I can't Eventually, eat like, they'd be trying to claw him instead. And they have little tiny arms, you know? <laughs> Lactose intolerant. I can't eat this guy. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a total fail safe. It's like smothering yourself in, like, cyanide before you get into a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well, I, close, I closing i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say i think it, it's also funny that they that in the song they admit that it, they use fake cheese like Do it's they? one of the focal points of the song in one of the commercials that it's like well we know we we use fake cheese but <laughs> like, is that really? true yeah it's like it's, there's some of the lyrics to the okay so that's you see now you're onto something that's why they made this character to begin with because you're so fixated on him that you yeah. don't hear the fine print they're like oh this isn't made of cheese tastes terrible it's too much money it's bad for you meanwhile it's just this dinosaur dancing around so you don't notice any of that yeah exactly it's like uh it's like uh, smoke and mirrors <laughs> yeah totally and uh, closing note, the next time we're tanked at a Wildwood Tattoo Parlor, <laughs> remind me, remind me that I love Jesusaurus Rex. <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jesusaurus. I actually feel like that is one of the more probable things that would happen. Because, like, I, I mean, how many times have I heard you say, oh, this is my next tattoo. And it's become like almost like an ongoing joke because you don't actually get them. This yeah. one, I feel like there's like a really good chance that it might happen. Well, given that my three other tattoos are of a burger that's supposed to be Saturn, <laughs> a Pokemon named Bulbasaur, and Pac-Man, I think Cheezosaurus Rex would definitely like fill out that quartet nicely. <laughs> it really would. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You're up. Okay, here we go with my next pick. Number 10. I need a car. Now. Sure, but you'll need insurance. No problem. I'm going to eSurance. I can buy my policy online instantly. You're going to have proof of insurance from eSurance? Quote by print. Instantly at eSurance. <laughs> the one-liner from a site called Heroes Wiki is that she's an animated super spy with pink hair and a tight black jumpsuit and her name is Erin Eshurance. Oh, geez. This, this, this lady has a story to tell. <laughs> and that, the sentence that I just said has the ability to momentarily like lock my brain up and make drool seep out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I lied a bit because um, they didn't say tight black jumpsuit. They just said black jumpsuit. I might have embellished that a little bit. But a Google image search will yield you tons of fan-made animated Erin Eshurance porn. Yeah, you know, I was looking up pictures because I didn't know much about this character. 
mm-hmm. and I'm seeing her with a thong and an apple in her mouth, and I'm like, this doesn't sound like it's part of the official canon. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think so either. But yeah, some of the some of the images you'll see, it's like her getting down with Flo, the progressive lady, and they're like in their really? un- in their undergarments. Yeah, <laughs> give me a, give me a minute. It's, it's like porn. It's like porn fanfic, but of like like an unimportant aspect of society. I was digging a little further, and it looked like Esurance dropped the characters because of all that art. The porn was like a really big problem because they were worried that since it was like a real online, they they were you know uh, really uh, promoting themselves as an online car insurance company where you did everything online at the time. They didn't want people just going to the Google image search and seeing all this stuff. But to think of all that uh, porn that would come up made me think like people have tons of time on their hands to sit there and make porn like homemade art of Aaron Esurance, a mascot from a car insurance company. And I'm thinking, I wish I could have that kind of time on my hands, you know, then we might be podcasting a little bit more, you know? Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> But they said that Aaron Insurance was supposedly inspired by Alias, uh, Jennifer Garner, which was created by J.J. Abrams. And I just want to say, do a um, thank you, J.J. That was for oh, us. You had, you had to work it in there. Had to work it in, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't want to think about, you know, the PIP and the tort and the umbrellas and all that gibberish. I, I hate car insurance. I don't even want to think about it. So this cute female 007 girl with the pink hair made it all temporarily go away. And, you know, she sold me right away. I still though, it's like, when you look up this character, like all you see is her getting nailed from every angle. It's like, <laughs> it's fucking sick, but there is a lesson in here. And it's that if there's an annoying character on television that you want to get rid of, mm-hmm. just draw them fucking an alien and voila, no more commercials. <laughs> I just think the greatest thing that has ever been said on any of our podcasts just happened. Really? How she's getting nailed from every angle. Oh man. Did I say that? Jeez. Yes. And you can't you can't take it out now. Fuck. Well, it's a good thing we're late in the show. Nobody ever listens this far. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Let's wrap things up with a mascot melee of sorts, a royal rumble where we toss all the mascots that we discussed into a wrestling ring and determine who would be the winner of this battle. Wow. I like this. We have 10 characters. Now, are we trying to figure out who's the strongest here or who's the best one? Probably the one who would actually win a battle Royal, which means that they would have to be the last one standing in the ring and everyone else has been tossed out over the top. Okay. Well, let's get rid of the stragglers here. We know it's not going to be the doublement twins. We know it's not going to be snuggle bear. Ain't going to be the Chicken McNuggets. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be the Cadbury Bunny. Yeah. Um, I see where you're going with this. I, I think... I think now For I me, would, it comes down to two. Got to be honest. Aaron Insurance would be in there uh, toward the end, and as well as Cheezosaurus. I would go with Cheezosaurus as well, and my other thing would be the Crimson Ghost. Yeah, I was thinking Crimson Ghost because, you know, he strikes fear into the hearts. But yeah. I don't know how good of a, uh, you know, I don't know how he is, if he's nimble or is, does he have cat-like agility. I don't really know about that. You okay, know, so I, let's say it does come down to Cheezosaurus and Aaron. Yeah. So then we have these two superstars facing off in the ring. Yeah. I mentioned Austin before. This is like shades of like a Royal Rumble ending with Austin and The Rock. Oh, my God. This, One of the best a, endings. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big moment here. So they're circling each other, feeling each other out. Crowd's going fucking ape shit. Mm-hmm. What happens? You know, honestly, I'm really going to say that it'll be one of those types of situations where Cheezosaurus bounces off one of the ropes to do, you know, uh, one of maybe like a close, like a running clothesline. Aaron Eshorns pulls that top rope down. Cheezosaurus topples over the top rope. Wow. You're giving it to Aaron Eshorns. Yeah. You know why? Because if you watch her commercials, she is, she's like an acrobat. She's got all kinds of moves. I don't know. I don't, listen, I don't need the commercials to tell me that she's an acrobat. I have Google images to tell me that. <laughs> Jesusaurus has never shown me any type of athletic ability whatsoever. And, you know, you know but- the thing is, he's a fucking dinosaur, man. It's a T-Rex. <laughs> I'll eat her. <laughs> but has his scale been uh, set up? Like, can we look up how tall he is? 
We, he you have not... to you have to presuppose that he's under seven feet tall. If he's not, then he definitely won this match. Yeah, I was gonna say, but we don't know if he's like he's not T Rex size. He can't be. So if he's this, what if he's the size of a of a Kraft macaroni and cheese box? That's not true. <laughs> That's impossible. That's impossible. Cheezosaurus <laughs> Rex is a giant cheese dinosaur, and he's gonna win the Royal Rumble and the title. <laughs> he's going to WrestleMania. <laughs> He's pointing at the sign. <laughs> Maybe they'll do that. Uh, they'll do the uh, Brett Luger ending. Where they both go over the top at the same time. Yeah. I, so, I like that. I, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm with you because I don't mind Cheezosaurus winning as long as Erin Eshorn's, you know, after she goes out, just loses her mind and just oh, starts yeah. like, tossing the, uh, you know, the, the tele- monitors and all the that. The teleprompter monitors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Going crazy. Just like, she can't believe she lost to this stupid cheese dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, she flips out. Yeah, and she goes in the back and brings out Paige and everything. And then yeah, they start... that's the they're starting a new heel faction. That's yeah. right. Oh wow, <laughs> wow, that's quite a tangent we just went on. It really was, but it was fun. I hope so. I'm really happy that everyone joined us for this mascot edition of the Purple Stuff podcast. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I think we're gonna aim to do these every two weeks now. Is that right? Yeah, two weeks, every two months, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> whenever somebody complains, we guess. <laughs> yeah, whenever somebody makes a, a meme that says, please come back. <laughs> yeah. Hint, hint. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I am Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. Brought to you by Toys R Us, Chicken of the Sea, Saddle Brand Fabric Softener, Double Mint Gum, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, Burger King, McDonald's, and Cadbury. Jesus Christ. <laughs>